Steelers, start your engines! Welcome to the one place everybody wants to be. Victory Lane, your source for news, analysis, discussion, interviews, and more from the world of NASCAR. Now, here's your host, Davey Siegel. Welcome back, party people, to the place everybody wants to be. If you don't know by now, well, get your eyes checked. Get get a mental check by your doctor or something. It's Victory Lane. You see it in the title. You know by now. We had five different drivers visit Victory Lane this weekend from South Boston to Dover International Speedway in Delaware at the Monster Mile. We will touch on it all, specifically South Boston and Dover, as I was at both of those races. I mean, honestly, I know I say this every week. You're probably getting tired of me saying it. This is the most packed show that I've ever had for you guys. I say that a lot, but all of the top 10 from the Gander RV400 at Dover, you are going to hear from all of them. And 10 more sound bites from KN drivers. At least in total, I have not one, not two, not 10, not 15, not 25. I have 26 sound bites for you guys to hear from today from the KM Pro Series to the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series and everything in between. All right. So, look, don't ever say I never worked my ass off for y'all because I did this weekend at multiple racetracks. As we do every week, go ahead, Daryl Waltrip. Buggity, buggity, buggity. Let's go racing, boys. Who's your driver.org twin 100s at South Boston Speedway? We're switching it up a little bit. Let's start out talking about the KM Pro Series East instead of the big boys and cup. So before we get to that, let me tell you about my weekend in a nutshell. All right, I'll take you behind the scenes. So I drive from my home in Rockville, Maryland to South Boston on Friday. I'm at the track all day Saturday. Rain pours at night. Second race gets postponed to Sunday. So I was originally planning to go to Dover on Sunday after the two races Saturday night. So now I can't go to Dover on Sunday because I'm still in South Boston. The race is going to start at 3 because of church in the area. It can't start before or immediately right after noon. So Dover ends up getting postponed from Sunday to Monday. So now I can go to Dover on Monday if South Boston goes on Sunday. It does. South Boston races on Sunday. I go home after I finish my work. I get up early on Monday. I drive to Dover. I go there. I leave after Martin Truex Jr. comes in the media center. Spoiler alert, he won. You'll hear from him later. I drive straight from Dover to NBC Sports Washington to Bethesda, get to work, work, go home, sleep. Like I said, don't say I've never done anything for you guys, but it paid off because we got tons of clips and we got a ton to get to. So I'm going to shut up and let's start it off. Race number one from Sobo. Sam Mayer, he was leading most of it, went back and forth with Tanner Grave for P1 for most of the race. Caution comes out late, okay, setting up a green-white checkered overtime restart. Tanner ends up moving Sam in turn one, and he goes on to win. The first ever win for Tanner Gray in the K&M Pro Series East. Chase Cabry wound up spinning. He was in third place. But it was all about Tanner Gray. He had been close at Irwindale, and despite only having four starts, um, this was his fourth start, so three starts coming into this race, he'd been wanting this win for a while. It feels good. It feels really good. Um, you know, I'm a really competitive person, and uh, I've been wanting to... Uh, to win so um it feels good to, to finally be able to do that but you know like i just said it, it it wouldn't be possible without all the guys hard work at back at the shop 
they uh, they work their butts off back there for us and uh, bring great race cars to the racetrack. So, um, you know, it's, it's all thanks to them. And, uh, you know, we're going to go out here and, and run this uh, second 100-lap uh, second race. I think we're starting on the pole for it. So uh, hopefully we can have a repeat. Be honest with me because we talked at Arundel and you're, you're like, man, it's like a drag race because you're going to start finish line. Yeah. But that's your background. You were a drag race. Did yeah. you expect to have Ditchmo's success in a k and car this quickly and get a win? I mean, here we are, your fourth race in your k and career. Did you expect it to get that fast? Uh, you know, I wasn't sure. That's funny that you said it's my fourth k and race. I won my fourth pro stock race I ever ran, so that's kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, I hope so. Um, like I said, I'm a competitive person. I hate losing and I hate feeling like, you know, I let the guys down because, like I said, they bring a fast camera to the track every weekend, and um, you know it's kind of on my shoulders to, to make it happen. You know, so uh, you know I hate feeling like leaving the track like I let them down. And, uh, you know, I wanted to win every race I've showed up to, but uh, it just wasn't our cards, and it just so happened that uh, we get to win here. Take me through the last 20 laps. Sam's obviously catching you. He gets by you. When the overtime restart's coming, what's your mindset? Is your mindset I'm going for broke? There's no way that I'm not getting by him. Take me through the mindset. Uh, yeah, kind of, I guess you could say, um, you know, I just was kind of talking to myself and I'm like, man, you know, uh, drag racer should be able to, to get this done right here. But, uh, like I said, I mean, he, he beat me off the jump there and, uh, got me and I just tried to, to hang tight right there on the top and just make sure that when he did clear me, I was at his bumper, you know, and, uh, I feel like I did a good job of that and, you know, everything just kind of happened to, uh, work out in our favor because it's. If we went to have that caution, we weren't going to catch him. So, um, you know, it's really cool how that works out. And uh, like I said, I just can't thank everybody enough. I think it's a pretty cool nugget there of winning his fourth pro stock race ever. Of course, the youngest pro stock champion in NHRA history last year, making the transition this year to stock cars. And, I mean, look, DGR Crosley, they're great. I mean, they are one of the quickest teams, if not the quickest team in K&N. But Tanner Gray is also really quick so far this season. I've been very impressed with him since New Smyrna kicked off the season. Sam Mayer was not happy. He's 15 years old, and he's usually all smiles, happy-go-lucky, but he was heated, and he should have been. I mean, I, I think Tanner Gray did nothing wrong, if we're being honest. It's a short track. It's a Saturday night. You're beating and banging, battling for the win, and he bumped him out of the way. That's how it goes. But Sam handled this well, all things considered. I'll let you hear from him. Sam Mayer comes home second in the first twin 100 tonight at South Boston. You took the lead from Tanner there with about 20 or so to go, and then overtime happened. What happened from your vantage point? I mean, I drove the crap out of him. I mean, we were so fast. GMS brought a great car for us to run out here. and I mean, we have another 100 laps, hopefully, if rain doesn't come. So, I mean, we're fast, and I know we can go out and win. It's just that uh, we have some things in our way. So we're going we're gonna to go out and kick some butt and go get this win right here. You were pretty much fuming in the cockpit of your car, trying to understand what happened and go through things in your mind. Could you have done anything else to maybe get that win? Well, seeing that I got rear-ended twice, one in turn one, saved it, kept the lead, and uh, once in turn three, and I almost hit the fence. That's how hard he hit me. So, I mean, keeping, a, keeping it home and bringing it home second, I mean, that's pretty insane. Uh, we're just going to get one spot better here. He unfortunately did not get the chance to win in the second twin because it was postponed. He actually ended up going home a little early due to a prior commitment back in Wisconsin that he could not get out of. So Kyle Benjamin ended up filling in for him. He, of course, drove for Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series for a couple races and is going to be in a Nice Motorsports truck for a handful of races this season as well. 
Max McLaughlin came home with his career best finish of third place after race one, led a handful of laps too. Max McLaughlin comes home third in tonight's first Twin 100 at South Boston Speedway. Seemed like a pretty chaotic final lap in overtime there. What did you see? Yeah, that was wild. Uh, congrats to Tanner Gray, first of all. You know, a good buddy of mine. Get his first one here. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, it was tough racing up there. You know, I feel bad for Chase Cabry. He kind of got uh, – I think they checked up. Tanner and the 21 got together. and uh, Chase was right in the middle of it and spun out. But uh, feel bad for them guys. But it, it was definitely chaotic. We had a, a really good car and um, – it feels great to be podium after the first two races of this year. So uh, can't thank HRE, everybody at Atari Racing Enterprises enough, Toyota, Jack and Tyler, and, uh, you know, everybody at TRD for giving me this opportunity to, to do what I love. And uh, Mohawk Northeast on the car, uh, it's great having my uh, dirt sponsor back and uh, very thankful to be here. Yeah, New Smyrna, you had, it was your first K&N race ever, so that was an animal in and of itself. And then Bristol, you had a shock issue, I believe. So he came home in a third place, like you said, a podium with no problems. That kind of had to feel like a victory in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've had a chaotic start to the year. And to come home with a uh, you know top three finish, it says a lot about these guys. You know, I have no asphalt experience, really, before this year. And um, to jump in the K&N car and run top three, it says a lot about this team, for sure. So then the rain comes. <laughs> Let's fast forward to Sunday and race two. Once the rain subsided, track was dry, and Derek Krause... Puts her in victory lane after leading the last 51 laps. Held off a late charge by Chase Cabry's number four of Rev Racing at the end to earn his second win of the season for Derek Krause. Ironically, both coming in the K&M Pro Series East. He's, at as of now at least, we'll hear from him in a minute. Right now, he's only declared running for the championship out west. But if things go well at Memphis, where he was already planned to go for the K&M Pro Series East, they might look into running a full-time East schedule along with the West. So Bill McAnally Racing and Derek Krause in victory lane for the second time this season on the East Coast. Race winner of Twin 100 number two here at South Boston Speedway, Derek Krause. I'm used to seeing some confetti on your car, but not always on Sundays. You had to wait a day to get this victory, but I know it feels really, really good for you. Second win overall this season in the East. How about your day? Yeah, it was a really good day overall. We uh, Today was. Yesterday we were pretty good too, but then uh, the first race we ran out of brakes early and kind of had to ride around and per manage our day well and salvage it which we could with that first 20 laps but that second lap second one we got the first 20 laps and i knew right away we were pretty good i wish i wish we would have stayed green that last night i think we could have got the lead early and maybe got the lap 50 but uh overall we had to come back today and i felt like i mean nothing bad with coming back today and winning so it was a good day overall and Really happy with my Bill McAnally crew. We're staying the extra day, huh? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I know we talked yesterday uh, that this win might do a little bit in terms of you guys possibly running the full East schedule. This has to help in that regard as well. Ah, uh, yeah. You should. Do you know the points? I don't know the points right now, but I'm sure that you're probably in the top two or three. <laughs> yeah. If, well, we're going to Memphis for sure. Yeah. Uh, that was on our on our schedule originally. So depending on well, this one turned out well. So if Memphis goes well, I'm pretty sure we'll be back. Congrats on the win. Thank you. And now that we have the benefit of seeing the points, he is currently the points leader in the East Series by four markers over Sam Mayer. Chase Cabry finished in second place. He was one of the quickest cars all race long. Um, and I say all race long, I mean the last 80 laps because the first 20 were run on Saturday night, but then the last 80 on Sunday afternoon. He just ran out of time to catch Derek at the end there around the Virginia Shore track. I caught up with him on pit road after the race. He looked pretty exhausted too. Chase Cabry comes home second place. Man, you were catching him there at the end. I know you wanted this one real bad for some redemption. Walk me through your day. Yeah, um, we 
you know, took the took the green there in in uh, what third or so, and uh, got kind of held up there on my teammate just at the start of the start of that little run there, and uh, try to fight my way to to make it past him. Finally got past him, set my sights on the one, got to him, um, was able to get by him, and then um, had to go catch down the 16, and I drove everything I, I could possibly go, and just. Came up a little bit short. I, I think if we would have had a caution, might have had something. But I uh, really drove about as hard as I could go there and, and just wound up just a little bit short. But I can't thank my guys enough. They gave me a hell of a race car to come out here with. And um, it was a guessing game when, when it rains out like that and goes the next day and, and we were able to come out second place. Not bad, but uh, not what we wanted. Back-to-back second place finishes for you, though. Big picture, points looking at it. You got to feel good heading into the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, Memphis has been a really good place for us as well in the past, so looking forward to getting there. And uh, we got to get back to the shop and, and get a little bit more speed to fire off. And uh, I think that's where we're getting beat is just a fire off speed. The same thing sort of at Bristol. And uh, we've definitely got good long, long run pace, and that will come into play at some of these longer races. But uh, these little short 100-lap stints, are, uh, it's hard to make up when you, when you don't fire off as quickly as you want to. But nonetheless, a good day. It was really hot today and very humid. How were the conditions like in the car? You seemed pretty beat. Yeah, uh, it was hot. I felt like I was back in Florida with how humid it was. <laughs> so I think a little bit of help being a Florida boy coming down here. But, um, yeah, it was pretty toasty. But short race, uh, go back, get some water, and, and, and go back home. Nice run. Thank you. You want a double dose of Mad Max McLaughlin? Well, here you go. After a second straight P3 finish in a span of about, oh, I don't know, 12 hours or so, uh, here was Max McLaughlin, back-to-back third-place finishes for the number one. Max McLaughlin comes home third in the second Twin 100, back-to-back podium finishes for you. And you told me after the first one that you have no asphalt experience coming into this year, so a podium is a win in and of itself. You didn't get one, you got two. Pretty solid day. Yeah, not bad. Uh, you know, we found uh, a little something in the last 20, 25 laps of that race. So I wish we would have found a little earlier and I think we, you know, probably could have stayed out front and had a chance at winning it. But, um, you know, we were just a little loose the front side of that run and I uh, was just doing everything I could. But, um, yeah, like I said, I just wish I would have found that lower line, uh, you know, under that yellow line a little sooner. But, uh, you know, can't be too upset with two third place finishes. So um, I'm pretty excited to, to build on that. We've had a really slow start of the year and uh, I've made mistakes and, and we've had stuff go wrong. Uh, like at Bristol, we had a, an issue there. So uh, it's nice to have two podium finishes, and uh, we'll build on it and hopefully we can go get a win at Memphis. You're no stranger to leading and winning, but you are a stranger to leading and winning in the K&N series, and you led a handful of laps that race. How did that feel? Yeah, it's cool to be out front. You know, uh, I thought we had something for him at the beginning of that run, and then I just started to get a little loose off the corner, and I could see the 16 inch us and, uh, you know, inch and inch in every lap. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I actually fell to third that I found a little something and gained some speed to, you know, start to catch the four car again. But, um, yeah, all in all, it was a pretty good weekend. And uh, I just can't thank HRE, Mohawk Northeast, Easy Go, Toyota, Toyota Racing Development, you know, everybody over there that uh, gives me the opportunity to do this every week. It's uh, a lot of fun. Glad to see you're okay because last night you went back home because you were feeling pretty sick. But you're good now, I assume? Yeah, it was a long night. <laughs> yeah, we're feeling a little better today. He was sick. I ended up finding out that he drove two and a half hours home to Charlotte from South Boston, and he was puking, like, on the ride home. He had to pull over a couple times, um, and he, like, ended up falling asleep in his bathroom. It was it was bad, like, not good. And he said that the culprit he believes was some pasta salad. So whoever gave Matt, Mad Max McLaughlin that pasta salad, not good on you. Be better next time. So now is where we get to the dirt. Kind of. Uh, Not really dirt, but this is where we get to have some fun here. Spencer Davis came home with a pair of top five finishes for Danny Watts Racing. Maybe the most underrated driver in the K&N series right now. 
Um, he ended up having a hell of a battle at the end of race two with Drew Dollar. So I caught up with him to chat about that as well as his run. And let's just say he was a little fired up. Spencer Davis comes home fifth in the second Twin 100, but fourth in the first one. Back-to-back -back top fives for you. Obviously starting out this year with a new team. A lot of momentum coming from these two races going into Memphis, I bet. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, New Smyrna was subpar, and we were really good at Bristol, I feel like. Just a um, victim of circumstance with tires. And then uh, came here, you know, finished the first race fourth. And um, was really good. It started a second race last night. And unfortunately, rain rained us out. Coming in today, we had to rely on our notebook real heavy. And, you know, we just missed it a little bit. Um, track rubbered up more as the race went than we thought. And we got too tight. And, you know, we uh, we got up the fourth, almost the third. And faded the fifth there at the end. And, um, you know, good points today. You know, beat the, beat the points leader. And, um stretch our gap behind us so we should be pretty solid in third right now i think um but going to memphis will be real good you know went there last year and was a dominant car led over half the race till we had uh, mechanical issues with the battery that took us out so uh, you know we have the notebook from last year from uh, the team i ran and raced for so um i think we should be really good going there you know um, number 30 tower ceilings jri for performance for fusion was really good just um need to do a little bit better beat the uh 21 the 15. i saw there at the end i think you had a pretty solid battle with the 54 of drew dollar you guys are you were on the high side he was on the low side beating and banging that battle must have been pretty intense in the seat oh yeah i don't know these these kids that bring all this money in just think they can run over you when they get to you um you know obviously it shows his teammate can run real good and clean but then he got to us and you know we were running clean for two laps when we took the white flag he decided he was gonna try to pinch me into the wall and well, um, unlike him, I got to work on this thing Monday. So just let him lean over my left front a little bit and it shot him up the track. And we got by him right there, finished fifth. And, you know, he decided he's going to play bumper tag after the race. But, you know, these kids will learn one of these days when their parents run out of money or something that uh, maybe they shouldn't wreck so many race cars. Nice run today. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you have it. I was like wanting to make a comment back, but I was like, no, you're unbiased. Relax. Just don't put your opinion out there. I don't really have an opinion on it. It's kind of just like, you know, what it is nowadays in NASCAR. Can't really change anything for now. Um, also, as an aside, can someone let me know why the Dawsonville pool room siren doesn't sound for Spencer Davis when he wins? I mean, granted, he hasn't won a little bit, but I'm going to make that a petition. I think he probably will win a race this year. And when and if he does, if the Dawsonville pool room siren is not blaring, I'm going to talk to Chase Elliott or something and get him to get on that because he has some pull in that town. South Boston native and 2017 track champion Colin Garrett unfortunately saw his night come to a close early on Saturday in the second race. He ended up getting turned by Haley Deegan, and Haley Deegan also did not come back on Sunday. She had a family reason why she ended up going back home to Temecula, California, so she did not finish the second race. But an unfortunate end for Colin Garrett in the number 18 car to a night at his home track. Colin Garrett, former track champion here at South Boston Speedway. No, it obviously doesn't end the way he wanted to. What happened on the front straightaway? I don't know. I mean, we were pretty loose there, but, uh, you know, I gave her. Uh, we were running pretty good there for position, and uh, we came up on the front straightaway, and it was like halfway down straightaway. She just turned me, so I don't know. We went head on to inside wall, and, uh, and no nights. That's about it. But since he lives like 15 minutes away, he wound up staying and racing in the number six car for Rev Racing, for Ruben Garcia Jr. So Sam Mayer left, Haley Deegan left, Ruben Garcia Jr. also left because he had a prior commitment in the NASCAR Peak Mexico Series to take care of. 
But since the race started, Ruben still gets the points. Um, I caught up with Colin after he piloted the number six for Rev. Uh, there were some funny anecdotes in here, including how the conversation came about to drive the number six. It's pretty funny. Take a listen. Colin Garrett not driving his number 18 car, but driving Ruben Garcia Jr.'s number six. Brings it home with a top 10 finish. How weird was it driving a different car, a Toyota, not a Chevrolet? I mean, like, it was just crazy. Yeah, it was weird to start a race in my own car and then to finish the race in yeah. somebody else's car. So uh, it was pretty cool. Um, those Rev Racing guys, they put together a good piece. And uh, I was glad to come out here and just kind of give Ruben some points. I, I was trying not to do too good, so I guess <laughs> I still got a race for him. Uh, throughout the rest of the year but uh i mean yeah it was a good car so it's actually a question i was gonna have like obviously you're not gonna sabotage your your boy ruben yeah, here yeah. but did that go through your mind at all when you got asked to maybe drive his car last night like huh i could actually go into this and help myself here <laughs> well uh it's actually a funny story we we're sitting in the hauler about 30 seconds before he came in and they were talking about he may need a relief driver and i was like nah i'm not doing that and he walked in he's like would you do it i was like yeah i'll do it so <laughs> uh but yeah i mean i i was i was happy to do it for him um i you know went through my head jokingly like oh i could wreck this yeah, thing yeah. yeah but um yeah i just went out there i kind of you know just did the best i could with it um it's weird to jump straight into a car i'd never driven straight into a race but uh yeah, I, mean, I just went out there and ran my own race and tried to bring it home a one piece for those guys. So. You're obviously not a rookie here, but seat time is invaluable. How do you feel about your chances going into Memphis? Um, I think it'll be really good. We're coming back. I think we're going with our Bristol car. That was a really good car. Um, we re we're rebuilding the car we wrecked here last night, and it's going to be identical to the other car now, too. So um, I think going forward through this year will be better. Um, so overall, I'm a, I feel like we're just going to get better as the year goes on. So You live like 15 minutes away, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. I rolled out of bed like late today and just kind of walked over. That's about it. So, yeah. yeah. Hometown support must have been cool. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. Last night, I'm usually, I've been hated here for like the last – however many years i've been <laughs> racing i'm like hated here and last night i got like the most fans uh to cheer me on that uh, driver interest so that's pretty cool but cool nice run yeah thank you and last but certainly not least nicky bobby nick sanchez following his k&n pro series debut what went down was basically he he was chilling in the first race right like he came onto pit road with two laps in and i ran over to his pit box was talking to his crew chef I was like what's going on what's going on what's wrong he's like he looks at me he literally goes nothing and he started chuckling. I was like, okay, like what, what's going on? So when it ended up happening, guys, was the, the way that these twin 100s work in the K&N series is you qualify for the pole for the first race. But in the second race, whoever has the quickest lap in the first race starts P1 for the second one. So he came into pit road, was kind of just chilling out. It was his first race. The crew chief basically called it a test session. So they taped up. Basically had like mock qualifying set up on the number two and they ended up running the quickest lap in the first race and they got the pole for the second race. That is Harvard right there. Um, he led a handful of laps in the second race. Obviously did not win that one. It was going to be too tall of a task to ask for a guy going to South Boston of all places for his first race to win. But led a handful of laps and wound up coming home with a solid top 10 run in his debut. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Nicky Bobby after his first I guess you could say actual, real K&M Pro Series start. First one, you lagged back. You ended up getting the pole for the second one because he taped up and got the fastest lap. First of all, how cool is it leading the field to green, I guess, yesterday, and then leading some laps here today? Um, It was cool. You know, I definitely wish we would have we gone green last night because we really dialed our car in for the nighttime, and I kind of knew going in today, car be definitely quite different, and it was, you know, 
not the result we wanted, but definitely learned a lot myself, learned more how these cars drive, and I would say a good day overall. So take me through your day as a whole when you took the green today because you fell back relatively quickly, like you said, because your car was handled and dialed in for a night race. You're racing your teammates pretty hard there, and then as well, I believe the six of Colin Garrett, not Ruben, but you're racing him pretty hard there for position two. Um, yeah. Honestly, I was kind of waiting for them to tell me to let four or the six by. Um, just kind of waiting for that, but didn't want to give it up too, too quick. Not until I know my, not until I knew my exact like right. position, but good day overall. And there you have it, party people. Over half of the field from South Boston Speedway this past weekend in Virginia. I'm not going to lie to y'all. It was a long weekend. It was a wet weekend. Yeah, insert your jokes there. Insert. Look, it was fun, though. Uh, South Boston is always a great time. The people there are very hospitable. Uh, great track. I just wish that the rain stayed away. But you know what? You roll with the punches. It is what it is. I had a great time, and I hope you did, too, following along and reliving that through about half the field there all right let's get to the gander rv 400 from the monster mile dover international speedway so once i got home made the trek to the monster mile for the 400 lapper on monday to be honest not the greatest race not the best not the worst though martin truex jr wins it by nine plus seconds that was a large large margin of victory and he was in charge over alex bowman who came home in second ironically First and second place drivers both started from the rear because of inspection failures that happened earlier on in the weekend. Uh, also, a couple as an aside, I mean, Dover was a really cool press box view. So usually the press box at racetracks, it's up high. It's obviously not that close because it's a it's a box. It's press. You got to see everything, right? But this one is in turn one, and the entrance to turn one, it's hella close to the track. Um, it was really cool to watch those cars dive it into turn one, go down the hill, then come back up as you go through the middle of the corner and exit off back on turn two to the back stretch. So that was unique. And the whole experience as a whole was unique for me, not because it was a Monday, not because it was just a, a day drive there and back, which was unique, but believe it or not, this is the first time that I've covered a race at Dover in my life. And I say that because this is my home track. I like, I've been to Dover with my dad probably, I don't know, 20 times. I mean, I went to my first ever NASCAR race in 2002, the NBNA 400. Jimmy Johnson won the race, shocker. And my dad and I went to both Dover races every year from 2002, oh, geez, I don't know, probably up until 2013 or 2014 before I went to school. So, I mean, I went to, I mean, probably more than 20, like 30, maybe even 40 Dover races in my lifetime. And this is the first time that I was not sitting in the grandstands. It was... It was very strange, but you know what? We all got to move on at some point. Anyways, Martin Truex Jr. wins his second race of the season for Joe Gibbs Racing, and the momentum is rolling on. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a pretty special day. That um, Definitely seen the trophy uh, in the driver's meeting yesterday and was like, oh, that thing's pretty awesome, you know. <laughs> I've got... Um I've got some other monster trophies, you know, from uh, Xfinity Series and and um, and a couple cup wins here, but that gold one's special. So uh, pretty awesome to win on the 50th anniversary uh, of Dover International, and um, you know, just a big day for our team, honestly. You know, to uh, to have to start in the rear of the field at a track that's uh, really difficult to pass at, and uh, be able to work our way up to the front all day long, and then uh, at the end just kind of dominate. It was pretty awesome. So really happy for uh, for everybody at uh, on our team. Um, for Sirius XM coming on and uh, in for two races and uh, taking them to victory lane is cool and, and just everybody's uh, everybody's doing a great job so hopefully we can keep this up. 
Also, you heard that ding right there. I'm going to challenge you guys. Keep a counter of how many times people say hard to pass with this race. I have a feeling that it's going to become a theme. I'll try to keep dinging every time you hear it. Kyle Busch, uh, we'll get to him later. You probably saw what he said to us. He said he didn't really expect Joe Gibbs Racing to have this much speed, if I can say that correctly, uh, coming into this weekend once they unloaded. But did Martin Truex Jr. expect the same thing, or was he a little bit more optimistic about the whole team? Um, no, honestly, I felt pretty good after practice um, that we had, uh, you know, that we had a, a good car, and if we could make the right adjustments for the race, we could be a contender. Um, and then, you know, once the race started, it was like, okay, we got something here. And, uh, you know, from there it was just, all right, how do we keep up with the racetrack and how do we get towards the front? Just how do we get that track position? So we just fought hard all day long and, um, you know, guys in the pits did a good job and just kept chipping away at it. And uh, once we got up front, it was, uh, car was just pretty badass, to be honest with you. So uh, a lot of fun out there today and uh, the team did an awesome job. Speaking of badass, that gold monster trophy is dope. And you'd think this is the first time he's won at Dover on a Monday, right? Pretty unique circumstances winning at Dover and on a Monday, right? Wrong. He did it 12 years ago. Crazy. This guy asked a great question about it. Take a listen to this great reporter for Frontstretch.com. His name rhymes with Smaby Deagle. Davis Siegel, Frontstretch. Uh, this one's a two-parter. First off, what's up with you and Dover on Mondays? Two for two, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I need to uh, figure out how to get Sunday races canceled. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I actually won an Xfinity race here on a Monday, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, we just – I'm going to lobby for all Dover races to be on Mondays, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, and the second part is it, it seems like these last couple of weeks you guys have really hit your stride as a team and kind of worked out the kinks of transferring over to JGR. Do you feel like you guys are kind of – at your peak right now at hitting your stride in the season um well i think we're getting there you know i don't think you uh i don't think you ever want to really peak you want to always be finding things you know to be better and um you know for us i think it's just been uh, just been little details we're doing better pit road has been a big deal um you know we had some trouble earlier in the year and you know we were still able to get a couple second place finishes i feel like speed wise we've been we've been there all year long uh we just haven't been able to show it because of some little things here and there um, you know, we ran second in Atlanta. I felt like we had the best car there and, and, and second in Phoenix. And we were probably not the best car there. We were, you know, pretty good. But we've had some really strong race cars at a lot of racetracks. And for a lot of reasons, we haven't really been able to show it or we've kind of been, you know, having issues that have set us back. And so uh, it's been tough. But the last couple of weeks, I, I just feel like it's ex execution. You know, we're doing all the little things right. And the pit, the pit crew is doing an amazing job and, and getting us track position and keeping it when we have it. And um, and our cars are fast. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can just continue to do this. You know, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to come out here and win races. And, uh, you know, this was a really fun weekend. It was a challenging weekend for sure. And uh, those are the kind you like to come out on top of. Not peaking, always improving. That's my life motto, I hope. But nonetheless, solid season so far for Martin. And my good luck charm with him continues because I, t I said that in my post-race video. I mean, look, he comes in to promote the Richmond race. He goes to Richmond, as do I, he wins it. And we stay around the DMV area. D is DC, not Delaware, but I go to Dover. He's at Dover. He wins. Like, it's crazy. I'm his good luck charm. I was I was messing around with his PR, Tyler Overstreet, and I basically looked at him. I'm like, Tyler, 
I'm his good luck charm, man. When are you going to just hire me and send me to all these races? And there was, there was a Toyota executive sitting next to him. And I explained to him the story. He's like, well, you coming to Kansas? And I was like, you're going to send me to Kansas? And it was kind of a funny joke. I'm obviously going to Tucson this weekend, so couldn't go anyway. But, hey, good to know that they understand that I am Martin Truex Jr.'s good luck charm. Don't say I told you so, okay? If I go to Homestead and he's in the Final Four, I mean, you might as well just lock in your money now. Just place a bet. Throw like three Gs on it or something. Crew Chief Cole Pern breaking it down after another one in 2019. Always good to hear from this Canadian. Yeah, it was uh, a great day for us. Obviously, uh, starting in the back was uh, was a challenge, but we had a you know we had a really good car Saturday in practice, and you know made uh, made the right adjustments on it for uh, for today. So it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, we uh, fortunate enough, pit crew did a great job, and Martin did a great job getting through traffic. And uh, you know, I I really didn't expect to to get there to win a stage, which was awesome. And that was exciting. And then you know we just uh, were able to manage the race from uh, from that point on and and get the W. And, of course, Joe Gibbs, hail to the Redskins, thanks to the sponsors, as he always does. And while he was in the media center, by the way, he was wearing sunglasses, which I thought was kind of weird. I hope there's not, like, an eye issue with Coach Gibbs or anything. As an aside, here he is. No, we're thrilled uh, to be truthful. And Cole and Martin coming over, we got off to such a slow start, and everybody there was working so hard. And it's great to see now with some momentum and everything, I think, Obviously, the car today was really good. Martin did a great job. Our whole team, Toyota, it's a big deal for us. Sirius, a big deal. Uh, obviously, our sponsors, Johnny Morris, uh, Nora Miller at Interstate. Uh, as everybody here knows, we had a lot of, on Sunday, a lot of our sponsors here. We did hospitalities, and uh, it's a big deal for us. And so... Uh, to be off to a fast start like this is a big deal for everybody back our our race shop. Thrill for everybody back there. I wish they could be here and celebrate with us. Uh, everybody there, everybody in our family, Coy, everybody working hard, and everybody back at the race shop, big deal for us. So thanks. Getting to the rest of the top 10 from Dover, and again, you will hear from every single driver in the top 10 here on Victory Lane by yours truly. Bowman the Showman. Alex Bowman comes home in second for the second week in a row. So Phoenix in 2016, maybe it was 2017, I forget. He was really good there. Like led all, almost every lap in the 88 car. He he was really good. But I think this was probably the best race that he's ever driven of his career. Came from the back, had a lot of speed, was running the high lane. I was thoroughly impressed with Alex Bowman. Here he was talking about his afternoon. I don't know. To come from the back to run second is pretty cool. Um, you know, we've led a lot of laps a couple of years ago, and um, I don't know. This is probably one of the best race cars I've had in a long time, though. So uh, probably best car and um, really good execution all day. Aside from one restart, we were, we were pretty good all day. Yeah, I think new tires and new tires, we were probably a little bit better than him, but it was going to be whoever whoever led on the restart. Just uh, clean air today was, was huge. This, this place is, uh, is really tough to pass, and we're going so fast now that uh, we just needed some clean air. Speaking of impressive, it's impressive that Kyle Larson had a day and a weekend that did not involve any bad luck. He finally has a non-eventful day and comes home where he deserves third-place finish. He ran inside the top five pretty much all afternoon long, and he felt some weight lifted to do that, to get through a race weekend without any mistakes, no bad luck, and it does reverberate throughout the team. You know, I was 
you know, maybe the best car. Early in the runs, I thought we were really good. Middle of the runs, I thought we'd fade. And then towards the end, I'd, I'd be good again. So, um, yeah, it was good to finally get a clean weekend. You know, I think, what are we, like 11 or 12 weeks into the season? This is the first first weekend we've had with no issues. So, um, happy about that. And hopefully, you know, we can uh, start having weekends like this every week. Kyle, what does that do for the team and for you during the week to know that you went through an entire weekend clean, no bad luck happened. You came home with a really solid finish, and you showed a lot of speed. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's good. It helps your confidence, I think, and and you know uh, all that. So uh, we got Kansas coming up. It's a good track for us. You know, were really fast there uh, last year. So um, look forward to that. And then you know, all star weekend's fun. So um, yeah, we'll be having some fun here. Here's where we get to some of the audio clips that kind of made their way through the NASCAR circles this week on TV shows and on social media and whatnot. So Kevin Harvick ties his season-best finish of fourth place. But when asked about the rules package, well, let's just say he was uh, he was a bit skeptical. Um, you know, we, we had a decent car all day. We just got really tight the last run and, and you know, just kind of fell in line to the parade there as, as everybody rode around, um, having a tough time passing, so... Uh, it was a difficult, difficult day for um, trying, to, trying to pass a car, but our guys did a good job and, and kept our day decent. How do you look at the package after running it today here at Dover? Um, you know, <laughs> here's the hard thing about the package is, you know, I think that NASCAR has tried to accomplish a lot of things with, with one particular package, and, and then you, but you look at how the cars drive behind each other, and, and you, you just from a driver's standpoint, it's hard to race them anywhere. Of course, that voice you hear is Claire B. Lang from Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. I actually uh, I, I got some clout for that tweet when I tweeted out his quote. Um, but that was a popular sentiment amongst the drivers in the media bullpen in the top 10. We'll get to that later. I think you know who I'm talking about. But first, let's get to the rest of the top 10. Chase Elliott came home in fifth place after starting from the pole, leading a handful of laps. But he just didn't really have anything there for the 19 and the 88 of his teammate at the end. Yeah, he was really good there at the end for sure. Um, you know, he, his car came on. I felt like there about the time our car uh, was starting to fall off, and hey, that's, that's what pays. And, and how did you look at the racing today? There was so much talk about how it would be with this package. Yeah, it was, it was a tough race for sure. It was a very physical event. Um, you know, a lot of corner speed, which is hard on us for sure. Sneaky result for Eric Jones with the top 10, I believe, sixth position. As was a common pattern, it was tough to pass. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, uh, we had good speed in Sport Clips Camry and kind of rode around there all day up in the top 10 and just couldn't get the track position we needed to really go and run up front. We um, felt like we were better than a couple in front of us, but just couldn't quite get there. So uh, just a long day. It's just tough to pass. And, you know, you really had to rely on track position, getting good restarts and getting good pit stops. And, you know, it was a solid day for us. We had some rough weeks, and it's nice just to get back on track and run where we know we're fully capable of. So... Uh, good momentum and um, going to Kansas next week, which has been a good place for us the last few times. Defending champion Joey Logano with another top 10 finish. Busy week for him. Goes to the White House on Tuesday, goes back home, then back into the East Coast D.C. area uh, for the weekend and staying an extra day at Dover. He did the best that he could do on this Monday and get ready for that ding. <laughs> Joey, pretty solid day today. It seems like the common sentiment is that it was just so tough to pass. How did you see your day today? Yeah, really hard to pass. <laughs> I agree with that, but... Um, you know, I thought we did the best we could do. Uh, we didn't have a car fast enough to win, to run with the, the 19, the 88, 42. Um, 
you know, the nine was really good, the four times. Um, we just didn't have the speed that they had. And, and Todd realized that early, so we took the gamble to try to get a playoff point, which uh, we were successful on that, knowing that it was going to set us back in the field, uh, back to 24th, and then we just we battled from there. Um, it's tough to pass, for sure, and, and if anyone knows, <laughs> we started back there to, to know, and, um, you know, it took us a long time to get there, but we had a few good restarts, good pit stops, um, you know, grab a couple throughout a long run, and uh, that's where we ended up, so um, I feel like we maximized our day, so, uh, you know, I'm proud of the execution, just need to get our cars faster. Willie B, William Byron with a top 10. He ended up getting off sequence with Joey Logano, and he was, you know, chilling around like 18th, 19th place, but he was able to pass. No ding there, but you'll hear a ding in a minute here. He was able to pass throughout the field and got back inside the top 10. Solid result for Hendrick Motorsports all day long and the number 24. It was really hard to pass. Um, I got within three car lengths. You know, coming from the back the one time, it just it took me the whole race to get back there. So uh, us in the 22 worked our way back to wherever we were at the end of stage two, and then it took another 130 laps to kind of get, get any farther. So that that was unfortunate, but um, you could run the top, which is nice. You're right. That is nice. How was Clint Boyer's day? Was Clint Boyer's day nice, or was it not so nice? Let's hear from the source himself. Uh, it's kind of a frustrating day. We... Uh, you know, we were okay. Heck, I think anybody, if he could get in the top five, he's going to stay there. Um, we lost track position and the first pit stop and just never really re- regained any of it. Um, it was just really difficult to pass, and that was pretty much a challenge all day long. And the big kahuna, Kyle Busch. Oh, Kyle Busch, you come home 10th place for your 11th straight top 10 finish you do, Mr. Bush. You tied Morgan Shepard's record to start the season, but you're not really taking any solace in that, are you? First of all, how was your day, Kyle? It sucked. Um, you know, we thought we were off as a program, but obviously the 19 won the race, so that's not the case. Just uh, probably we were going to end up about eighth, and then I got in the wall at the start of the last stage and junk after that. How badly did the hit the wall there affect the handling of it? How badly did it? One out of ten, probably an eight bad. Yeah. Hey, what about the package? I mean, was that part of it, or you guys just got a little more work to do here? Oh, the package sucks. No question about it. It's terrible. But all I can do is bitch about it and uh, fall on deaf ears, and we'll come back here with the same thing in the fall. And boom goes the dynamite. There it is, folks. I bleeped it out because, you know, this is a family-friendly show. I did not bleep out the other word because, fun fact, I believe FCC regulations state that if you use that word in that connotation, it's okay. But if you use it to call somebody a derogatory name, it's not kosher. So the way he used it there is fine. You You can say that. Anyways, so there it is. I bleeped it out, but you know what he said by now. Like, when he was telling that to us, I literally looked around, looked at my colleague, Dustin Albino, from Front Stretch. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's interesting. And honestly, I thought he was going to get fined for that, but he did not get fined, which I'm surprised about. But I'm also happy because I like when drivers speak their mind. Uh, Speaking of speaking their mind, Levine Family Racing owner Bob Levine was also pretty outspoken on Twitter about the package. He basically was talking about Kyle and Kevin's quotes and saying, look, they're not wrong. 
Um, and, you know, Steve O'Donnell basically said, we're not finding them, but we don't love when they spew their thoughts, their comments, their concerns in the media, and they don't do it to us. But I, I like that NASCAR's not finding them and not dropping the hammer. All right. That was a lot, but hey, we're just getting started here. We're going to look ahead to Tucson and Kansas in a minute here, but you just heard from the top 10 from Dover in the Gander RV 400, and you heard from a lot of people, almost everybody, in the HoosierDriver.org Twin 100s from South Boston Speedway. Who doesn't love a little double South Boston and Dover double action with a K&M Pro Series East and the Cup Series, huh? So let's look ahead to Tucson Speedway out in the desert and Kansas Speedway out in the Midwest. Big weekend of racing once again, K&M Pro Series West at Tucson Speedway, and the Cup and Truck Series are at Kansas. Race names, Port of Tucson Twin 100s at Tucson, and the Digital Ally 400 and Digital Ally 250 on Friday and Saturday evenings, respectively, in Kansas. Storylines going into Tucson. Cody Vanderwall looking to go back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back, I guess, because he swept both twins last season. He It was a really, really cool story. It was kind of like an underdog, improbable type thing. And I, I talked with him for a feature this week for NASCAR Home Tracks. He gave me some great, great stuff, great quotes. I really highly encourage you guys to check it out on their Twitter and on the website. It's also probably on my Twitter by the time that this podcast is released. Derek Krause, he's the points leader in the K&N East Series, but his teammate Haley Deegan is the current points leader out West, the first female to lead the point standings in K&N Pro Series history. They are both back this weekend, obviously. Brittany Zamora, their teammate at Bill McAnally Racing, is too. Trevor Huddleston, I'm going to be doing an Instagram Live with him on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Hopefully you hear this before then. If not, you can probably check it out on the archive page at NASCAR Home Tracks Instagram. Um, As Cody Vanderwall talked about in my interview with him, he pointed to a couple drivers. um, One in specific, Dustin Ash, who's from Portland, He's going to be coming to Tucson, and Cody basically said he whooped us one year in the Chili Willy 150. So I'm going to be interested to see if Dustin Ash can make some noise for Jefferson Pitts Racing in the number seven once we get there on Saturday. Austin Tom as well for Levine Racing is going to be a teammate of Cody's this weekend, driving the number 40. Matt Levine is a Tucson native. He has the most active starts in the K&M Pro Series with five. But I still think it's going to be the big dogs up front. You're going to see Tanner Gregg running up there. You're going to see Haley. You're going to see Derek. You might see Brittany Zamora challenging for a top five. But you're still going to see the two Sunrise guys too. You're going to see Jagger Jones and Trevor Huddleston up there. I think I think last year when Cody Vanderwall won both races, I think that was a bit of an anomaly. But now, I mean, he's he is an underdog. Don't get me wrong. But he's established now. And he said it in the piece, too. Like, nobody knows Tucson, maybe besides his boss, team owner, Matt Levine. Nobody knows that track like he does. So, you know, if they had bets for the k series, I think he would be a good long shot to put some money on. Looking ahead to Kansas as well, Kyle Busch won this race last season at Kansas. Uh, Kevin Harvick also has three wins there. But uh, my question is, are they going to be able to have fun and not, you know, crap on the package? We will see. Um, and by the way, I just, I just got to say this about their comments with the package. I don't disagree with them completely. I mean, I completely see where they're coming from for sure. Um, and I, I think NASCAR, if they were being honest, would say, you know, maybe this, is, this isn't what we exactly envisioned when we rolled it out at the start of the year and we were hyping it up last year. I, I think they probably expected a little more. But I like that the drivers are speaking their minds. I, I really do like that. 
Um, so, you know, if you don't want them to speak their minds and you say, oh, they're whining, they're bitching and they're moaning, well, you know, grow a pair. Like, this is what we like. We like drivers showing personality, okay? Okay. MTJ going for back-to-back wins. And if he wins this weekend, he would have won three of the last four races in the Cup Series. He also said that this race might be one of the best ones of the year. And I hope he's right, but I don't think it's going to be because Saturday night racing, not Saturday night, but just night racing in general, especially on intermediate tracks, it has not always been that good, to be honest. I mean, it's going to be cooler temperatures at night, so the speeds might be a little more. But with the new package, I think the speeds are going to be down a little bit anyway. Um, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that it's a great show. But Dale Jr. is the one that pointed it out to me a couple years ago. He basically said, look, once the track cools down, you can't really race in multiple grooves. But when it's hot, when it's slick, when it's hot, slick, and ready to go, as Bob Ross says. Shout out to my homies. I watch Bob Ross. That's when the racing is at its best because drivers can move around, slip and slide, and, and look for grip wherever. But at night, it's usually typically not like that. I hope to God I'm wrong. I'm not going to be able to watch the race live, unfortunately. I'm going to be in Tucson uh, covering the races out there for NASCAR home tracks. But if you're going to watch, please tune in on fanschoice.tv on Saturday night. Coverage should start around 10 p.m. Eastern time, I believe, uh, because 7 p.m. is going to be local time when the first race gets underway. You got two twin 100s, man. No reason to not tune in. Tune on, tune in Fox or Fox Sports 1 on your television and then watch fanschoice.tv on your computer. You'll have double the racing action, man. What more could you want? Lug nuts of the week. Cue the music. Christopher Bell wins on Saturday and wins the $100,000 bonus with the dash for cash. Christopher Bell doing Christopher Bell things. Win, win, win. It was really good. Our car was really, really fast, and I knew right from the get-go that we had a really nice piece, and, uh, you know, we were just kind of stuck behind there, and at this racetrack, whenever on short runs, the racetrack's just really fast, and it's pretty hard to pass, but as soon as it starts to widen out, then you can start making moves on guys, so... Uh, you know, I can make a couple runs on the double zero, but I, I wasn't ever really able to pass him. And then, uh, you know, getting us out front there and having short runs at the end um, was the key. And in the truck series, Johnny Sauter holds off GMS Racing's Brett Moffitt to win. And look, he, there's no way that him driving for Thorsport now after what happened with him and GMS and the falling out that they had after last year, there was no way in hell he was going to give up that victory. But does this mean that he's a title contender now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I honestly felt that way even from day one when I walked into the shop and, and just saw the progression of Thor Sport from the last time I was there. I told you this at Vegas, I think. Um, you know, that program has come a long way, um, just just the way that it's set up with the Finish Fab, Fab Shop. And I know I talk about that stuff a lot. People go, oh, what propaganda, whatever. But I'm telling you, that's, that's how you win and lose races is preparation and, and, and all that back at the shop. So, um, man, I... This is awesome. I knew after Atlanta, uh, I felt like we kind of let it slip away a little bit, um, that we were going to be a force to be reckoned with. And then uh, Martinsville, I felt like we had the truck to beat and, and had some trouble there with the plug wire and all that. And I lost my cool a little bit that day, but um, I know that's hard to believe. But, uh, you know, just you just got to keep doing it, you know, week in and week out and, and just stay focused on what you can control, what you can't control. And today, um, you know, I just kept my wits about me. Uh, obviously, when the motor wouldn't fire back up, I don't know why, um, but I won't do that again. Uh, but just so proud of everybody at Thorsport. This is this is so cool. Duke and Rhonda, they don't know what they mean to me personally. Um, and to get them a win, 
you know they've meant so much to the truck series and i don't think they get near enough credit for for how long they've been around here and just how hard they've worked and how much money they've spent um and to get ford an f-150 in victory lane that's that's the ultimate so um for this deal to come together so late like it did and to be sitting where we are right now uh we got a lot of work to do but um good group of guys man and they're hungry best news of the week i think bush beer and kevin harvick lost a bet and now they're paying it off it's so lit lit is the proper terminology because the millennial car it is here it is happening it is great it is pink and here are some of the words that are on the car bush af skirt skirt on the side skirts avocado toast yeet squad goals bush's bay turn left with a t so much stuff the video is kind of fire too like the music they put behind it was dope check that out on bush beer's twitter i am so pre-ordering that diecast. it's not even funny like oh I, i'm so glad this happened to my guy kev penalty report Billy Scott, Daniel Suarez's crew chief, and Chad Johnston, Kyle Larson's crew chief, were both fined $10,000 for a loose lug nut in post-race inspection. Danny Hamlin, thankfully, is okay after some carbon monoxide poisoning had him fall a little ill after the race. In one of the crashes that he had, uh, the crush panel on the right rear, I believe, um, you know, was damaged, and that ended up leaking some carbon monoxide fumes into the car. I ended up getting a video of Denny on pit road after the race, uh, that actually gained a lot of traction too. My cloud cannons were engaged this weekend, fam. Like they really were. So you can check that out on my Twitter. But he did not look pretty good. Um, he was getting some oxygen. Uh, he was putting an oxygen mask on at the tail end of the video. But glad to see that he is doing okay. He seems to be in good spirits and should be good to go for Kansas. NASCAR announced Friday a multi-year deal with Genius Sports for the company to be the exclusive provider of NASCAR data to licensed sports books. Okay. The new agreement is the first step towards creating an advanced live betting product. I know I'm probably not going to be able to do this because I'm media and I don't really bet that much anyway, but I mean, I love sports and I, I bet here and there. So I'm down with it. <laughs> I know some of my friends that are borderline degenerates, <coughs> Dalen Bart, you'll be down with it too. That'll wrap things up for episode 10. Yes. Of victory lane. 2.0 fellas ladies i worked hard af for this one so i hope you guys enjoyed it um please do me a favor if you like what you heard and you see me busting my ass rate review subscribe to this podcast we are on itunes google play spotify soundcloud as well uh we got almost all of it going for us here in victory lane uh, i really do appreciate your guys' support all weekend long from south boston to dover everywhere in between um, be sure to follow myself on twitter at davy center follow us at nascar home track on twitter no s at front stretch and you know where to find everything else by now as i always say peace and love my homies have fun watching tucson have fun watching kansas enjoy your weekend stay safe peace and love